remember that one part where she's like, we're going to die. It's like two minutes left. We're going to die. And, and he's like, yo, just shut up. Shut up. That's not being productive. That's not doing anything. We don't have time to complain. We only have time for a solution. Taking movies, decoding their message, and applying them for personal growth. This is Decrypted Films Podcast. And now your host, speaker communicator, Jag DeWar. Joined by his brothers, filmmaker Max Sainville and music producer Billy Sainville. Okay, today's movie is In Time, starring Justin Timberlake. Yo, this one, this movie is probably one of the most underrated movies out there. It is. Like Rotten Tomatoes pisses me off about it. I don't know. Not a lot of people talk about it, but this movie, the writing, everything was on point. What do you guys think about this movie? I don't. That's why I don't really trust ratings. I got to see it for myself. Yeah, for real, man. You know what I mean? Like this movie is definitely a classic. I don't know why it was rated so low. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I I, I don't know how the numbers did, obviously, uh, but oh yeah, like I should have checked. Said, that. It, it was amazing. I, the the concept was extremely creative and ridiculous. And even if this movie came out today, still I would be like, wow. And they would have That's more on them, um, as far as technology. But it looked good. It was 2011 when it came out, but underrated movie. Anyway. Let's get into it. We do this podcast to check out the movie and get things that would help us in our personal growth. Key elements, key gems, key lessons that we could apply. And that's what we're about to do and dive into today. So first point I want to get into, man, there there was a bunch of stuff in here. It, Yo, I had a huge list, but here's one key thing. I'm just going to jump into it. So one of my favorite scenes in this movie, the whole concept of the fact that time is the new currency, like you are allotted amount of time. And if you clock out, if you lose all your time, you die or uh, you use time to um, pay for things. I love how the concept is time is a new currency. So we're talking about the mom. That scene. I <laughs> did not like that scene at all. Yeah, I hate that scene. Now, listen, if you didn't see this movie, unfortunately, we have to talk about these details that happen in the movie. Go watch it, then come back on here. But the scene where Will Silas, Justin's character, Will, had to, um, his mom was taking the bus ride back home. So she was trying to take the bus ride back home. She knew she only had an hour and 30 minutes left on her clock. So that's kind of like her amount of money. And when she got into the bus to pay, the guy said it cost two hours. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, hold up. That, I, it was an hour last week or even yesterday, yesterday. right? And he said, well, it went up to two hours. I'm like, dang, like that's double the price. So... She can't take the bus ride. She he ends up telling him, "Yo, you gotta go run this." And so, what I wanted to get at is is this key part where did you see how she was walking at first to the bus? Where it's just like she was strolling because she felt like, "Yo, I have this amount of time. I know I, I have it all mapped out." She walks in. She finds out she doesn't have enough time. 
everything changes. Now she's running home. And so for me, what I love about that part, and I know we're going to get into this with the movie, is that how the urgency changed because you realize what was true. She basically saw that, yo, this is what it is. And now urgency has changed. So what I want to get on and I want to see your thoughts is I felt like the movie, if we were to flip it for personal growth, we are acting like we have the millionaire's time. Absolutely. Meaning we're we are acting like we're in zone one. We're at uh, Greenwich is what it's called. We're acting like we're in the rich section where the rich section in the movie, they had like centuries. Like they didn't have like a day's worth of time or an hour or two hours. They had centuries so they can take their time and do whatever they want. And honestly, I feel like we act like we're the rich people where we got all the time in the world. And I want to bring up a couple of quotes that they said. The guy who gave Will's, um, who died, who killed himself by giving Will all his money, all his time, I mean, he says, what what would you do if you had all the time I had? Like, I think it was like a hundred, like it was a ridiculous, the lottery. Yeah, pretty much he had all, like infinite amount of time. Century, I think, or something. He asked Will, what would you do with it? He said, I'd stop watching the clock. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. That's dope for the movie. But when we put it to us, it's like, yo, isn't that what we do? We don't watch the clock when it comes to like us trying to do the things or accomplish things or create goals. It's easy for us not to watch the clock and then you don't have to move as quickly. Oh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like you were saying, because we act like we do have uh, that infinite amount. That's why I think some of us... Don't well, we we don't watch the clock because we act like we have it, and which mm-hmm. in turn makes us live in a way that we're we're not living in urgency. Yeah, for real, for real. I think which is equal to we're not living to the fullest of what we're able to do day by day. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we're actually wasting time um, because real. we think we're in this bubble of wealth. Uh, I, I like it. I like the contrast that the movie brought because if we're talking about urgency and how we act, how we move, he he runs into this girl who's pretty much she was born into richness or born into riches, having all the time that she would ever even need. And he meets her. They meet each other and you can see the differences. So one part that I thought was dope is she was like, when they got back to the hood, she lost all her time. She had like 30 minutes left or she has, yeah, she had 30 minutes left or something. She's like, what are we going to do? And his mind says like, whatever we have to, like, yeah, we, we, we got to figure this out. You can't live life complaining because you're wasting time. Cause remember that one part where she was like, we're going to die. It's like two minutes left. We're going to die. And, and he's like, yo, just shut up, shut up. That's not, being productive that's not doing anything we don't have time to complain we only have time for a solution and so what i love about that part is that yes there's a time to complain but complaining doesn't really add to it he wanted to shift to solution mode because he knows that he values the time versus somebody who has an abundance amount of time and it goes back to us how we're acting sometimes with life is like 
do we value the time that we have? Do we see it with urgency or are we moving to get things done, find solutions using every minute uh, of the time? Yeah, because even in that, she was like, how do you guys live like this? Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then line. he responded, you don't we gen- generally don't sleep yeah. in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's basically kind of what we're doing with our time. We're, we're sleeping in. We're acting like we have all the time in the world. Um, and we're missing out on what we have to do. And we're not living our life with urgency. For real, yo. Yeah, I, I just wish we all could grasp the fact that we're going to run out of time daily. Yeah. And the fact that they did that where they thought thoroughly, or will actually thought thoroughly day by day. It's like, okay, uh, today is what I have and this is what I'm going to make it to yeah. be. All right, tomorrow is what I have and this is what I'm going to make it to be. You know, and he even kind of stated, I know we're jumping around, mm-hmm. but the fact that he spoke about... um uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. She asked him, this is kind of more, more so the very last line, how much time do we got after, you know, it's like a day. You could do a lot in a day. Mm-hmm. And that's his mindset. He's like, yo, I'm going to take it day by day. For you real. Know, I'm going to execute every single minute that I have. And then I'll worry about tomorrow when it comes. Yeah, making it count. And I love that at the end he says that because now she come, she came from the world that, you can oh this line i love this line where where she came in a world that says why do today what you can do in a century because that's how much time she has so why push yourself to do something today and now she's in a situation where it's like yo we got to do whatever we can maximize the time that we have to figure out things and that and so i love that Throughout the movie, she had to change her whole mindset to come to a place where he was. Now, one thing I wanted to say, I don't know if you wanted to jump on that point. Well, yeah, I wanted to bounce um, off of Max, what he was saying with that line, like, how much time do we have? And then he says, we can do a lot in a day. Uh, One of the things that I wanted to bring up is like, one, we wake up in the morning, that's like a gift in itself, right? Um, And then we get a chance to to contribute to our dream. Now... Saying that we can do a lot in a day doesn't mean like amount of things, but to me it means like the significance of whatever we can do towards the end goal. Yeah. Like we spoke about it before in other podcasts, like every little moment or little task and habits matter, right? Um, so just just as well as big ones. So like Will, he worked to get time with, at his job. Um, is the same way we can work to accumulate value to the end goal or what we're trying to manifest in our mm-hmm. dream. So yeah, every day counts and we can do a lot in that one day, even if it's small or even if it's big because it contributes to the end goal. Yeah. And and something that you brought up that made me think about this, like you said that he, you're not just doing anything, you're doing what's most important because now you see time differently. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm about to spend this. I'm about to spend this time like I wanted to I want to do it towards something that's important. And what's crazy, he he always referenced like the not sleeping in. He also in the beginning, the little um, narrative in the beginning or the what he was saying was like, I don't have time to think about how this all happened mm-hmm. and stuff. And I thought like, man, it's, it's you now realize what you have time for. He even said, I don't have time for a girlfriend. And I didn't even think about it. I'm like, dang, how do you? 
how do you make that work? Like you, you got to spend time to buy stuff. Also sit down together, spend time. And it's yeah, just like, how do you go on a date? Yeah, it's like crazy. <laughs> yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you manage that? But your whole priorities change now. Now it's not just about doing anything just to be productive, but more so what's priority to actually add to where I want to get to. So I love that part, man. One thing that was key that really hit me that I love and I I think man it, it just makes things so awesome for me I thought the movie spoke this well you visibly it looks like um, the rich people had the advantage but I saw that the people who grew in the ghetto had the advantage because they were the ones who valued the time more and they were the ones who were conditioned to perform way better than the um, rich people. So one instance where they were being chased by the cops, I love this part that she, they said um, they were running away in the building and he's like, yo, jump. They won't, they won't jump after us. Um, so she's like, jump. Why, why jump? We shouldn't jump. She's like, he's like, no, jump. They're not going to come after us. And so when they jump out the window, you see the other cops come in and they're not going. And he's like, see, they're not coming after us, even though the, the main, keeper. the timekeeper, he did jump because that he came from, yeah, the he came from that. Area. So I'm like, yo, yes, your circumstance right now, anyone. Yes, your circumstance may not look as good as other people's. Or yes, you may come from humble beginnings. Um, you may come from the hood. You may come from a situation where you don't have both parents. You may come from a lot of so-called handicapped things. But those handicaps are actually building you or wiring you in a way that when you come time to actually perform in the real world it's like yo you have all these traits that you would not have gotten had you had an abundance in your life the abundance of time because will was able to perform way better than those cops that came from privilege i wanted to know what are your thoughts on that i mean i definitely agree because uh I mean, we go through a lot and I'm saying we as though I'm in that zone 12, but they run into a lot more walls where they eventually figure out how to climb over and go around it. But obviously the rich, they built it, but they don't even know how to utilize that wall in mm. any way. It's just mm. standing there. And then when it comes down to jumping over that wall, they won't know how to do so. Crazy, You know, so I, I think we've learned so much by just being at the bottom where we just have no choice but to go up yeah. you know um so that that's basically my my perspective and for right. those that are at the top or birthed from being at the top you know they just can't handle anything underneath them um and that's where they fall and drown yeah and people recognize it like the waitress is like she told them like mm. you're not from around here are you yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. people will notice that like once you get to a certain level. Yeah. yeah like, but mm. that that's one of my favorite parts because like Will, and I know we're jumping on that, but mm -hmm. the fact that how he moves and he portray, he brung his image of how he moves into a world that was slow, but he had that hustle in him. You yeah. know, I, I look at it different. It's like, yo, 
I got to get this yeah. done. You know, that New York walk. Yeah. You know, we do that. You can't, like, it's weird if you do that New York walk in island time in the Caribbean. Because, mm-hmm. you know, island time is a big thing. If you go in the Caribbean, everything is slow. Because everybody's living in paradise. Yeah. They love the beach and water. But if you take a whole bunch of New Yorkers in the island, they, they yo, it's like, yo, where are you going? Slow down. <laughs> just palm trees. There's beaches. Just enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, that's what I saw when he did that. And I'm like, yo, I like that. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to lose that yeah and i just kept that close and i, I he could have had all the time in the world he wants but he just kept give, giving it out but he never lost that yeah. hustle that purpose that's what i love man it, it, the fact that you could like you said he brought that hustle into a place where people people more so value the resources the ability to get whatever they want they valued that more then they valued the actual hustle and pushing yourself because they were taught that you don't need to move that fast. But the fact that he had both the resources at that time and still kept the hustle, he had a better advantage. It's like, what happens when I finally acquire the same resources as you did? I'm going to win because I have, I got the hustle. Yeah. Like, I, I, I love that part, man. And, and speaking of that, the poker game, Right. That was man. There was so many parts in that. That was just so dope. I love that scene where Will is playing against uh, Sylvia's father, who has an infinite amount of money, like a ridiculous amount of money. I mean, time. And so they're betting, they're betting, they're like going crazy. And he um, pretty much Will goes all in and. He looks like he's about to lose Not because for thirty seconds, yeah, and right? it's just like, oh my goodness! But the fact that he flips it, he he wins. The part that I I like um, that he said that I thought was really cool was um, the father said, "Man, that was a big risk that you took," and he said, "It it wasn't a risk. No offense, but I knew I was going to win." And it's just like, for me, he he. He brought in that street, that that street knowledge, that hustle. It's like, yo, I can read you. Like, I, you're too relaxed. Like, I, we we gotta survive out here in the hood. We gotta survive out here in the ghetto. So my eyes are scanning and seeing things better than you ha- are. And so I knew what hand I had, and I could read you a mile away. And when we're in the same arena now, I have the advantage. So what I'm trying to do for myself is like, yo, don't not don't get on myself because I don't have the amount of resources somebody else may have in whatever I'm trying to accomplish. Like I know I have what made me, what, what was drilled in me, what wired me growing up and the things that I grew up in. I have the advantage. Just wait till I get there. Just wait till I break through these walls and get to the same arena as you. I'm, I'm going to come and get access win. to the same resources. Yeah. It's over. And would you say, after his experience and stuff, taking the risk was the win. Yeah, agreed. I like mm-hmm. that, yo. Because he, what well, he quadrupled his his money after that. He came in with one thing, is the fact that he took the risk mm-hmm. was the win. It, you're saying that it trickled all of these things to to happen. I, I totally and to agree him with that. taking a risk means nothing to him. Now, when he was talking that language about, oh, you're taking a risk, like. Well, I, do that every day. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? You, the, as the rich dad or whatever, what risk does he take in life oh. ever? His probability of taking a risk out of a year is probably, it's definitely zero. Yeah. But with Will, 
365 days a year, he's taking a risk. Wasn't That's he afraid crazy. to give a thousand originally? Yeah, that was his risk. That was his test to be able to say, I'm going to take the risk. Mm-hmm. The mom saw that. Crazy, yo. Um, I, I agree with that because the father, what and what, nothing, there was no scenario that was building him about taking a risk. He was only about surviving and making sure that he's completely safe. And I think about the fact that obviously we are talking about Will. He he kind of, he won as far as he was the better person. He was a better performer. He was a better hustler, grinder. And the father was, was not. But you look at the comparison, the father didn't have things that exercises him each day. And to your point where Will, his life was the exercise. It kept constantly challenging him having to figure out, having to think this through, having to, like, and when I think about it, when we're talking about the things we want to do, I think that's why, like, sports is so important. It's like Will was putting in the work in the gym every single day because he had to create the scenario to make him get better versus the dad was like, you know, when it's, when we ball up, I'll, I'll, that's when I'll work on it. It's like you don't practice any time, but when it comes time to play the game, it's like what do you what do you expect? You you haven't been doing stuff, you haven't been practicing, and I think about man, I, I definitely want to make sure and whatever I want to do, am I crafting something that every day I'm like being challenged and worked on so that when it comes time for the main thing, that I could win the the bat the match. I can win the game. I can win the hustle. So yeah, man. That reminds me of the opening scene. I think it was when he was talking to his mom, and his mom was like, "Hey, I have to pay this, this, and that." And then Will was like, "Well, I can do this on the side." Or he was saying fighting, I guess, yeah. or maybe I don't know. But he was saying I can do this on the side. So he was, I guess, adjusting to uh, what needed to be done. Yeah, uh, um, that's true. Even mm-hmm. when, when I guess like the quota was going up and things like that, I'm pretty sure he was always in the mindset of all right, what do I need to do to make sure everything is, you know, paid for? For real, yo. Yeah, he was thinking about how do I, how do I fix this? How do I figure out a solution for it versus other people complaining about it? Yeah. You know, which is, you know, what is her name? Sylvia? Yeah, Sylvia. Oh, we're going to die. Oh, we're running out of time. Like, he's not, like, we. I know we just spoke about that, but he's always thinking ahead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a lesson in itself. Like uh, the quota with, I guess, goals and dreams that we're trying to chase. Mm-hmm. There may be obstacles or things changing, like uh, the music business has changed and or whatever avenue you're going down. Yeah, Social media is out there. Um, like, what do you have to do to keep yourself, uh, I guess, on top, the best version of yourself and standing out? You always have to find a way to make sure you stay afloat because... Mm-hmm. You know, the price of your success might go up and you just have to, you know, to adjust and be prepared yeah. to make those prepared to make the move. Yeah. Which brings to a good point, um, because one thing I wrote down is that the mom, she budgeted for exactly what was needed. Not exactly. She had a little margin, like 30 minutes, but she knew yesterday the bus ride was worth one hour, like as far as the cost, but it went up on her. And it's just like. 
I'm thinking you can't really do that where it's just like, yo, I'm going to do exactly what's needed for today. You probably have to do what's needed for today and have like some extra just in case. Like, do I have to learn some things just in case I have to dabble in some things? Because like you said, with social media, things are changing if you're trying to put yourself out there or are different routes or things you have to learn. Like, or you stick with this one system. Oh, yeah, put your, your music on a CD and just go out and sell it. No, nah, that changed. So it's just like adjusting and thinking about the future, like what might change that I need to continue to work on. It's a it's a great thing that you bring that up. Um, just for an example, I had a friend who, uh, he's a mechanic. He's been doing mechanic for years, but old school style, you know, before these new vehicles were very computer uh, computerized yeah. and all that stuff. So he told me verbally, it's like, yo, man, I've been doing mechanics. I've been fixing civics and all this stuff. And then all these new cars come out with computers. I don't even know how to get into it. And, you know, money's coming slow right now because all these Crazy. cars keep coming in the shop with yeah. computers in them. Uh, and they have to go to the actual dealer dealer. Yeah. You know, so he ended up like finding other avenues to to uh, try to get some income but he lost the opportunity to capitalize on knowing that if he had educated himself in just cars yeah. since he was a mechanic he would have known that eventually cars would have had computers That's and all true. that stuff so he could go around and educate himself on how to fix that and be relevant you know That's as a true, mechanic yo. you know so it's not just about so you're saying it's not just about mastering what is now it's also about having some insight or or looking forward to see all right what am i going into because we're seeing that almost with everything it's just like you think it's what it's supposed to be now this is always going to be good and you just rely on that but then when something changes your whole kingdom just falls apart because that's all you relied on like man that's that's so true uh, my bad i want to jump yeah. back since we were talking about the mother and the bus and obviously she only had an hour and 30 minutes and um i, I want to talk about how other people reacted to her situation Yo, man, that's and how the heads just turned and how people just ran away and just the mindset of these people are so conditioned to be the selfish person that they are and it's just it was every time i see that scene i'm like wow like i i i've been there i've seen people do that to me mm. i've seen people do that to others and it's just sad yeah for you real. know like she could have just needed 10 seconds yeah you know yeah, like you could like not really give that person 10 more seconds just so she could grab her son and then he could provide the minutes that he needed she needed to survive cuz they they're they're not connected to it as far as it's not hurting them emotionally or in their heart because had she had people in the bus thought about the scenario that she's about to go into it's like yo I don't you know maybe I could just sacrifice a little bit like or if it was their relative of course they would jump on it like oh nah I don't want you to die so I think to your point I'm glad you brought this up you have no idea what a small giving towards somebody would help them in their situation. It's just, it's sad that everybody turned away. They didn't want to look. And I, I don't remember exactly what was said when um, um, Justin Timberlake's character, Will, asked Sylvia, like, how, how is it that you guys could watch people die? And she said, mm -hmm. we just close our eyes. And I'm just like, yo, that's kind of what, what is happening out here. 
or people who are not, they're just in their own world where they'll just close their eyes so they don't have to feel the pain of the fact that they didn't contribute or give to somebody or help somebody. And so, yeah, that scene was really, really sad. Yeah, I did have that written down too, where he asked and she said, we don't watch, we just close our eyes. Um, Even in the concept of what we're trying to do and helping people with goals and things like that. um, I know that I encourage people, uh, but I know I can do it more. Like a lot of people around us have goals, have dreams and things like that. Um, If we aren't able to give in some way, we could still at least give some encouragement. You know what I mean? Because even in a little, even a little encouragement goes such a long way. Yeah. Like I remember one time uh, when I was young in in my stages of wanting to write and do music, I was sitting down looking at my computer, and because I was caught in the system, now I'm more mature and I understand what I what my purpose is. But I was like, at a point where I was like, why am I doing this? Like I didn't want to do it anymore. Like I was on my way towards that thought process. Um, but then all of a sudden the doorbell rang and I went downstairs and some guy was there. He was like, hey, um, I heard that you did music, da, da, da. Um, you know, I have an opportunity for you. Do you mind coming to the studio? Wow. Just even that little thing, like I don't care what happened, but just the fact that that little encouragement that he heard that I did music, yeah. he believed in it. Um, even that little thing is like of encouragement goes such a long way and it helps and it contributes to someone you know, surviving in their goal. Yeah. Um, even uh, just to, to your point about just encouragement and not turning away or not closing your eyes. Literally yesterday this happened. I was working on some like stuff, goals and stuff like that at Starbucks. Had my laptop out, notebook out and my phone down, you know, on the table. And a young kid, I want to say he was in high school. I want to say maybe sophomore, junior, possibly a senior. He comes up to me and says, hey, sir, can I can I use your phone um, so I can call my mom? And um, it kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, wait, what? Because first I was trying to figure out, like, all right, I got to scan you real quick. Like, are you trying to like, yeah, just run at me? Yeah, <laughs> like, like, get my phone and dip or so? I'm like, all right, let me fill you out a little bit. It's like, wait, what was that? And he says it again. Can I use your phone? Um, I don't. I don't have my phone. Uh, I want to call my mom to get a phone number from her and stuff like that. So I said, "All right, cool. What's the number?" I dialed the number, put the phone on speaker, so that you know I, I want to know that your story sticks. So you, you're going to talk on speaker. I'm going to hear the conversation. So he he's he calls her mom. He's like, "Why are you calling me from a different number? Oh, I lost my phone or whatever like that." And she, he's like, I need so-and-so's phone number. He's like, where are you? Da, 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 da. And you could tell us like tension. It, it was kind of uncomfortable because he knows he has to keep the phone on speaker. I'm listening. And she's like, yo, you, you're going to be a drunk just like your uncle. You're going to be a this, da, 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 da. And it's like, mom, I can't talk about this right now. I just need the phone number so I could this and this and that. And so I'm hearing this. So she gives the phone number and she she he hangs up and he's like, thank you. I said, you're not going to call that number. He calls that number. He doesn't pick up. I say, hey, hold up. This is now this is getting to the point where it's like, I'm not going to close my eyes on this. Like I'm seeing this happen. I hear that your, your mom, even though you probably are doing something wrong, you're acting out as a high schooler. 
I need to say something here. So I said, yo, what's your name? He told me his name. And I, and I said, listen, I know you, you know, probably acting out or whatever, but I don't want you to receive what she just said to you. Like, because when you grow up, what she said could be a seed that grows in your mind and it Absolutely. dictates your life. And so her saying that you're going to be a drunk and all that, I'm praying for you that you reject that. Like, that's you be what you think you should be, but you don't have to accept that. And he was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of been hard these last couple of days. And I'm like, I, I'm sure, man, but I don't don't accept that. Don't accept what they said to you. And I say that to say it's easy for us to grow up and hear these things that people are saying. And that's why I wanted to reject it. But two, I could have just like, all right, give me my phone back. You deal with your own situation. Me saying that you have no idea me giving compared to this movie, some time to assist in, in, in mm -hmm. this thing. You don't know what he could use that for, what's going to build a domino effect because I gave him 10 minutes or 15 minutes in his clock. He's able to go somewhere, eat something, whatever. But I think we need to start thinking about, yo, how can we contribute? Instead of just closing our eyes or turning our head away, we're now able to just give some life to somebody. We don't know how far a domino effect that's going to cause. Absolutely. But it's better than closing our eyes and turning away. Man. It hurts, man, because it, 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 let's say you did not do that. Like, I just, while you were talking, I saw so many crazy scenarios of you not you know doing that and then he ended up going walking home or something and it was just yeah. a domino effect of like, all right you know what other, that's what you're gonna say like you know, all right, fine let's get and that drunk. would be a person that does what the per people did in the bus by just turning their heads or the person when she the mom was knocking on the door the guy saw her yeah and desperate no, I'm going to keep going upstairs in my room I'm gonna actually run upstairs to get away from you you know but Same, you did man. something that just wished everyone just did to each other. Yeah. Give that extra 15 minutes. Yeah. That's all. Like, it, it doesn't take much. Like, find those pockets of opportunity where you're investing in people. Because, yeah, we are kind of caught up in our selves where we're, we're just trying to get through our day, get through what we're trying to do. But I, I feel like even... even even if we have a good agenda, like we, we have a good goal that's very, you know, positive, it's easy to forget, like, yo, along your journey, take a pause and help this dude on the street, like help him up or something. So I, I, I'm just so glad that scene really spoke about what would happen if we just turn our eyes away. Yeah. And like you said, she ended up passing away. If you don't have, if you didn't say anything to that kid, who knows when his potential could have passed away. For you real. know what I mean? Yeah, for um, real. And there was another scene. He was walking with his friend, and they just saw a random guy on the floor in the, in the daytime. And mm, I yeah. I basically saw that as it doesn't matter at what point of your life it is or what time of the day or the season it is, you know, death to your potential can happen yeah, at any moment. Any moment, man. Right on your front steps. At any moment, yeah. Yeah, as, as I loved how they showed, like, just people could just be dead on the ground and nobody's saying or doing anything. They're just walking by. Um, but, yeah, back to your point, potential, like, who who you could be. They could die at any moment. But, I mean, back to that mindset of from the ghetto, like, being urgent and really focusing on you know, every time counts, man. It's, it's so key. 
If you enjoyed the great content from this episode, share this with somebody who could use it. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. And thank you for joining us on the Decrypted Films podcast. Catch you on the next one.